Today's episode is sponsored by my own merch store, Buy Something. We have a special guest today, and it's one that I have personally been a fan of since he started. Um, he's recently been doing new things, and we here at the Meet Weed Podcast applaud him for broadening his horizons and trying something new with his comedy. So, put your hands together for Scratching Butt from TikTok fame. All right. And we're back with the Meatweed Podcast. Today we have a special guest. Hello. There he is. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, how are you? I'm exhausted. You finished uh, finished up work and you're filming the podcast. I respect the grind. Yeah, I never really sleep, honestly. That's just how we do it here. Right, right, yeah. You want to tell us a little about yourself for the people on the podcast listening who don't know about you? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Uh, my name's Tim. I go by Scratching Butt. Um, scratching, B-U-T. Um, originally, I was called Scratching Butt, like B-U-T-T, but TikTok kept um, removing my account, so I had to settle for that. Um, I make comedy videos on TikTok and I also post to Instagram, which is where me and Marcos first started talking. And yeah, I've been doing it for about two years now and things are going well. Glad to hear it, man. How's TikTok been treating you lately? Well, it's going good in the sense that I'm enjoying it because um, I also used to post on a a TikTok account called Tim Wilcox Funny Guy, which I'm not associated with anymore. Uh, basically, I used to just make a lot more um, edgy humor in a way. And I just, after a while, I just kind of got sick of doing it because I felt as though it wasn't really, um, it just wasn't bringing me happiness anymore, to be honest with you. Like, it, it just wasn't something... I wanted to keep doing with my life was playing this character so i kind of quit tiktok for a couple of months after doing it for about two years and then i decided that i wanted to take things a lot more seriously with my comedy career and if i wanted to be serious about this and actually make it a career then i had to you know take it seriously and apply myself a lot more so I just basically started uploading things that make me happy and that's where we are today with Scratching Butt. I will admit that when you first came out as Tim Wilcox, funny guy, um, I that, that's when I discovered you. But I did notice that big pause in between and when I did notice that, I'll, I won't lie, I did miss, I did miss hearing from you honestly. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, that's yeah. nice. That's very nice. Uh, I had a lot of comments from uh, some of the fans who were, you know, some of them were genuinely asking if I was dead. And I wasn't dead. I was spending a lot of time with my girlfriend because we were doing long distance for about seven months and then uh, because of COVID. And then 
we finally got to see each other and then it kind of coincided with about the time that I was starting to get a little bit sick of doing Tim Wilcox Funny Guy. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to put, you know, this part of my life is more important. So I'm just going to um, spend time with her and then uh, we'll see where we are in a couple months time if I even want to do TikTok anymore. Yeah, I'd, I do applaud you for doing that, by the way. It takes a lot of courage to... Um to tear something down like that and start anew because you want to start something that you're proud of, something that you look back at and you think, I worked hard on that. This is me. I'm a funny guy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no, it, that was the problem was because Tim Wilcox's funny guy was by far the most successful thing I had ever made in my life. Like I had never had uh, I think when I quit Tim Wilcox's funny guy, I think it was at like 25 225,000 uh, followers and then I it was really hard for me to give up on that because it took me a long time to get there like I'm talking like yeah um, I'm talking like uh, you know two years of just every day just posting posting change what the, my approach to it and yeah it was it was hard that I'd finally gone to a point where I was seeing a little bit of my hard work paying off but at the end of the day it just wasn't really what i got into it for yeah uh, the the humor was really centered around more vulgarity you know a lot of swearing i heard the word cunt like constantly <laughs> yeah yeah well that's just australian um <laughs> you know that's just how it goes down here you call everyone a cunt pretty much it's actually surprising hearing it. Like as an American, I rarely ever hear that word. In fact, I've only ever heard it from you. Right, right, yeah. No, that's that's funny because uh, a friend of mine who I made through TikTok, uh, his name's Lad is Rad or Rad is Lad. I think his other account got uh, removed from TikTok. But he, uh, the way that we were introduced to each other was one of my videos. I don't know when you started following uh, Marcos, but it was, do you remember the uh, when you catch a teacher smoking in the bathroom video? Oh my God, I love that one. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So that video pretty much was the start of like this whole direction that I had planned for Tim Wilcox's Funny Guy, which was talking a lot more about drugs, a lot more vulgarity. And then, you know, at the start, it was a lot of fun. But anyway, um... So, uh, Lad, he sent me a voicemail of him doing an impression of my voice, but in that video. So he did the, like, Oi, Mr. Anderson, you can't. Like, he did that voice in a voice recording, and he did it perfectly. And that was so cool that someone on the other side of the world in America was like, wow, this video entertain me to the point where I need to send him a voice message of me impersonating him. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that must have been awesome to hear, especially when they nailed the accent and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why a lot of my fans are from America. As you said, like you barely hear anyone say cunt. So I think that's why a lot of my fans were from America. And I think I had a, a little bit of a pool of people in England. But yeah, it was Australia and then the US had a massive, like one of my biggest followings was the US. And I think that's the reason. Yeah, that's, 
It's it's interesting how the internet has helped us, you know, expand our borders quite a bit. In fact, your sense of humor, I, I, th I think in Australia, it's more common, like you said, to say the word cunt. But since yeah. I've never heard it before, it was so shocking to me that I just had to follow you. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that, I think that goes on uh, what we said before, I guess. It's just something just that was so shocking to hear that but was normal to me and that was actually the joke was um i kind of experimented with that character a little bit in one of the i don't know if you would have remembered this one because it didn't get a lot of views but it was um a video where a dad is it, called dad dad's getting puss i've definitely seen that one you have okay yeah so you remember it it was a little bit more in like a more cartoony kind of way i was behaving and that kind of was like the first spark of me being like okay i actually have something here that no one else does which is basically act out a scene or a sketch but instead make the world kind of unique to me and the fact that people will call their fathers cunts and the <laughs> father will just act like it's nothing like you know nothing's been said you know <laughs> it if wouldn't even cross his mind <laughs> yeah if i called my dad a cunt he would not even know what that word means he would look me blankly like what does that mean <laughs> really it's yeah. that uncommon over in the states oh yeah especially where we're from um we're very close to mexico i'm in california by the way okay yeah so I actually speak Spanish like very fluently in fact um, but I don't know we just don't hear that type of language out here in fact it's almost uh, like you said shock humor which is honestly my favorite type it's just catching someone off guard will always make them laugh right yeah it's the that's basically I guess what comedy is in essence is completely changing the direction in which you're leading someone with a story or however you, your form of comedy is like completely changing it and almost doing like a 180 on them at the last second you know yeah it's always it's always fun when you um uh, again just catching someone off guard but that's not so easy to do nowadays um yeah i mean there's so many different categories and so many different people now especially with tiktok and i guess you could say vine also back in the day um yeah. there's just so many people that can pick up their phone think of something in 15 seconds make it so yeah it's definitely there's just i think there's like a lot more like creators who are able to create like little mini niches so yeah it it's it's a lot more competitive these days and i think that's main like that might be one of the issues i'm no expert but yeah we're definitely in a renaissance of sorts where humor yeah. as a humor as a whole is changing and i don't know how i feel about it but i do feel like i'm on the front line because i showed you a picture of a sandwich the other day and i won't lie i laughed at that for five minutes really <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it, i wasn't expecting a photo <laughs> of a sandwich to be honest um yeah no i I think, um, yeah, no, it's just great to see, like, uh, especially with the new generation coming in. I'm not sure how old you are. 25. Oh, so we're almost the same age. I'm turning 25. Um, so, yeah, like, we were brought up, 
I think we were brought up in like the last little bit maybe of like that traditional humor before things like Eric. Yeah, like things that like swearing in a you know, in a YouTube video or something like that. I guess YouTube kind of started it all then because that was like the real like oh anyone could be the the guy, you know, anyone could be the comedian that everyone watches after school now. Oh yeah. It was even funnier. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube poop sensation. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I am. I strongly believe that that somehow ruined my um, my sense of humor from, from a younger age because I, I was looking it up constantly and I would laugh so hard every time. Yeah, yeah. Like, just when you think about it objectively, it's just so stupid. But I think that's what's funny about it is because you're kind of letting yourself freely enjoy something you know it's a, I don't, yeah it's a good feeling doing that honestly but i do remember hugbees uh from youtube fame he did describe modern internet memes as the the equivalent of grabbing your keys and jingling them in front of a baby it's the same as doing that but like you could be way older and you would still laugh yeah i i, I like that a lot actually i I think that's a really cool way to look at it is like you're kind of going back to your primal instinct. Yeah, and I do I have noticed that we're definitely a lot more primal. There's some influencers that have begun eating raw meat. Have you seen okay. that yet? Yeah. Um I'm sure I, I would have seen something. It doesn't surprise me to be honest. Somewhere out here in um in the states, uh Michigan, I believe, they have this tradition where they eat raw meat with onions on bread. And the CDC is actually tracking down on them, saying, for the love of God, stop doing that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Is the CDC um, a government? Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Oh, yeah. They Basically, uh, in the U.S., they tell us... Um, it's like the Food and Drug Administration, which... Oh, shit, okay. I should explain that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, right. the CDC was the people helping us during um, finding a cure for COVID. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, it just shows how um, inept I am in all the world news and all that stuff. It's all good, that's like the extent of what I know about the government. All right, I know right. Is, all I know is for some, for some reason we have, like, hate, hate this and hate that. It's like, no, don't hate each other, love each other. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a story for another day, I think, that, you know, you could go down rabbit holes with that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I like comedy so much, because comedy, it's like, if you can make someone laugh, you've cheered them up for a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, I think, so when I when I first started Tim Wilcox's Funny Guy, um, it, it was because when Vine happened, I was too shy to make content. Like, I always knew I wanted to do this. People like, um... Do you know of like Evan Breen or like LA Turtle he's called? Uh, it does strike me as a familiar name, but I wasn't too big on TikTok when it first came out. Or not TikTok, uh, Vine. Oh, okay. Well, basically I wanted to post on Vine. Like, you know what Vine is? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to post on there, but I was like, I think I was like 18, like really nervous teenager, <laughs> like really shy. I still <laughs> am shy, but... Um, I was like even more shy back then and I just couldn't bring myself to post something in the fear that one of my classmates was going to find it and make fun of me, which is so ridiculous thinking about it now. 
but back then that's like a genuine fear which you know makes you human um so i and another thing with vine is like you kind of had this assumption that it was always going to be there like oh yeah i can just do it tomorrow i can do it tomorrow like it's going to be fine and then a couple years go by and vine shuts down and i'm like oh damn like i'll never know like if i was actually good enough to be you know a viner or someone that is like a you know to make people laugh like I, I i was i didn't have that opportunity anymore so when tiktok came out uh i got on it like pretty much like right after it turned from musically like it changed from musically to tiktok i actually forgot about musically i'm glad you mentioned that because i completely forgot about that yeah it, it was a very long time ago i think it was like three years ago um but that that's just like a time frame of when i first posted a video it was with my roommate and we were like hey do you want to post i, I told i asked my roommate who wasn't really interested in uh posting videos but he liked the similar content to me so i was like hey do you want to just make a stupid video on this uh thing that's supposed to be the next vine and then yeah, we made a video, it got like 70 views or something like that. And the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to post another one. Look on my feed. It's all like, you know, little kids singing songs. And I'm like, what the hell? This is not Vine whatsoever. This is ridiculous. So I deleted the app. Yeah, and then, all it was just sing-alongs when it first came out. Yeah, exactly. That I think it was like some Shrek video. or Like it was someone <laughs> singing along to a Shrek thing like lip singing a shrek thing and that oh, completely but, put me yeah, off tiktok <laughs> oh Sorry? yeah no the song i know what it was the song body watts told oh me yeah definitely that. yeah yeah it would have been that <laughs> um yeah so that's actually my first um the first time i ever did tiktok was that and then i was a chef i was working as a chef and i was like super depressed at my job and I was like, okay, well, um, you know, I was just looking for ways to keep me motivated, I guess. And my friend who um, is a rapper, he's called Kido, K-I-D-O. He's like a he's like a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends from high school. And he was telling me about this thing called TikTok, and I was like, oh. I've, I've heard of that. Isn't that that thing where little kids lip sync to videos? It's so shit, you know? It's not what, you know, I'm a 20, I was a 20 year old person or 22 year old adult by this time. Like, why would I want to use that? And he's like, no, no, it's evolved now. It's changed to people posting actual skits and videos. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. And I was still like hesitant on it. And I posted a video kind of as a shit post. It was me like just pretty much screaming into the into the camera <laughs> or screaming into my phone. Yeah. And I posted it. I think it got like less than 200 views. And I was like, oh, you know, that was a bit of fun. And then the next morning I was like, yeah, I'm bored. Like, why don't I just post another TikTok? But this time actually start taking it a little bit more seriously. And then after that, pretty much every single day for the next two years, I just posted on TikTok. Damn, I don't even know how you did like daily uploads too. That's insane amount of work. Like 
that's why my podcast is only one episode a week max like that's all i can handle honestly right yeah well podcasts would be way harder than posting tiktoks i feel like because podcasts you're dedicating pretty much like you know an hour half an hour to of your day to something yeah i feel like that'd be a lot more harder to be honest but it's it but posting to tiktok every day definitely isn't uh like an easy thing to do because for one you have to deal with a lot of like rejection like to your face like people like just pretty much say how shit you are (laughs) um but and and to actually bring this back to what we were talking about before uh with like positive positive messages and stuff i kind of got a bit lost there but this is why i wanted to say that story is because during that whole time of posting when i was getting like maybe 200 views a video and i was doing that for like six months just i was trying my hardest and i know how bad i was looking back on it now but to me i was like man like how come i can't like post like how come i can't reach more people but it was just so nice that like once every couple of videos you'd get someone who leaves like a super positive video and you're like damn that's really cool like that that's what basically kept me going for like the whole time i was doing tim wilcox's funny guy at the start yeah that that motivation you know like that little breath of positivity in a sea of negativity it's just it's it's like a breath of fresh air it's like it, it rejuvenates you helps you yeah. keep going you know yeah exactly like i think the saying is um you shake a hundred people's hands you won't bat an eye but if one person rejects your handshake you'll remember his face yeah i've uh, that's actually very insightful i've never heard that actually uh, it might be an australian thing but i i think it's true like you look past a lot of the blessings i guess or like the people you're around that make you feel happy and then you kind of hyper focus on instances in your life that made you really upset oh yeah i've got plenty of those (laughs) right yeah yeah like i think yeah like it's just human nature to i guess want to be happy I think we also want to strive for perfection, something that I don't see as a possibility since we're human, you know? Right, yeah. Well, that's that's basically, um, I think another reason why I quit Tim Wilcox's Funny Guy was because I was striving. I, I, w- I never felt happy when I would blow up or like whenever I made a video that did, you know, really well like a couple hundred thousand to a million whenever that would happen i wouldn't i'd be happy but it wouldn't be like lasting it would be like okay next video what can we do like because you'll always compare yourself to the best video you ever made pretty much yeah you're always always chasing that same high yeah exactly like my friend uh the keto guy i was talking about he uh, basically said to me once, he was like, you'll never forget the first 1,000 views that you make. And I kind of thought it was a bit dumb because I was like, I probably won't even care. But no, I remember blowing up, like I posted this video and I'm not going to say what it was because looking back on it, I really regret making this joke. It was like a really insensitive joke, but it, it got me my first 100K views. And I'll never be as happy as I was that day. 
like I, I, that when it blows up all those notifications coming in yeah you, you see the number going up and up i've been there man it's it's insane yeah like i was violently hung over that morning and then i checked my phone and i was like it was the first time i'd ever seen the plus 99 symbol in your notifications damn really got that yeah high? and i was like oh damn like something happened overnight and i checked my um videos and one of them was like 40k and then throughout the day it went up to 80k and then i think it stopped at like 200k but did that video ever get taken down no i took it down myself okay you, you haven't felt that then i've had two videos removed by uh, oh i've had videos removed yeah but not that one. Oh, okay oh i have one question about a certain user i don't know if you know her have you ever heard of the name uh damn what was your name only js um no i have not okay well well basically she's um she's now infamous even though she used to be like on top of the tiktok game she had like three million followers or something like a, a giant amount basically oh is this the girl that does the facts but they're like kind of bullshit yes that's exactly who yeah i know yeah i watched a video uh, with my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago about her or a couple of days ago about her yeah i know her you want to know a fun fact about her sure me and her were classmates in high really? school yeah we actually knew each other uh we were in band for about a year we okay. were we, we were distant friends but like she would play the upright bass she was really tall actually okay yeah what was she like in school kind of boring i'm gonna be totally honest like i did not <laughs> expect her to blow up when i saw her numbers and i saw her name i was like what the fuck are you doing here wow. i forgot her actual name like like I, I wasn't saying that to belittle her i'm like i saw that and i thought you got famous i was expecting like ted or todd because like these, these guys like when we were in high school we all thought we're all going to be famous ted almost appeared on what's that show zach and cody oh okay oh wow right yeah he was um like they were because we live close to um, we don't live too far from hollywood let's just say that so yeah. we all think we're gonna be the next big thing i kind of like stayed away from that but i never expected her to get famous i'm gonna be completely honest i'm actually surprised still and let alone with all the controversies i'm just watching it from a distance going damn i, I wish we were still in contact honestly I think she's. <laughs> I think her number's on my old phone somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, isn't I'm not too familiar with her as a person, but from what I've heard, uh, she's not the greatest person, isn't she? Oh, very, very, very racist. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that's what was, I for, I forgot what what she did wrong, but I remember she did something bad. Yeah. No. If I remember correctly, she was playing a video game and she dropped a few uh, racial slurs. Oh, and then, she, yeah, I think she might have, um, like, made a post about her, like, buying a book on how not to be racist or something like that as, like, a sign of how she's changed, but, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that would, that would completely backfire, because everyone in the comments was saying, why the fuck do you need a book? Yeah, I feel like that's just something, it's a bit common, it's common sense, shouldn't it be? Like, just not to be racist. <laughs> absolutely common sense she's by the way she's like two years younger than both of us oh okay well yeah I'm, you know she's she's uh probably made a lot of money so 
Uh, maybe she doesn't really care about yeah. everything that's happening. Who knows? From what I've heard, she was about to get her Netflix series, but I don't think that went through. A Netflix series? Yeah, and I thought, what the hell would she be, like, doing, you know? Yeah, like, um, I, I don't even know. Would she, like, because she's no Vsauce, you know Vsauce? Oh, yeah, I love Vsauce. She's, she's no Vsauce. Like, Michael from Vsauce is the man. Like, you know, he he can get, he has your attention, he reels you in, he's talking to you about, you know, marbles, and then he somehow brings it back to, like, how the sun was believed to be this god back in the day like you know stuff like that it's crazy like he he had a show and it was great yeah uh minefield right if i remember correctly. yeah 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 that's yeah. right he he did a uh i didn't have youtube red so i i only watched the free episode but yeah. it was oh actually he did a few free episodes i think but one of the free episodes was him basically putting himself in like a reverse solitary confinement uh, you know how prisoners are like, whenever they misbehave in prison, they're like put in like pretty much just an empty black room for like a week or however long. Oh yeah, they only have a single light bulb. Yeah, and they start to go a bit crazy in there, um, understandably. And Michael pretty much did the same, but because uh, he was testing to see how long humans can go without any stimulus... He put himself in a completely white room, like white bed, white wallpaper, white lights, white everything. Everything in this room was white. There was absolutely no color to stimulate your brain. He also only drank like and ate Soylent. Yeah. And it, even like the packaging of the Soylent was in white. And he, I think he lasted three days in there before he started going crazy. If I remember correctly, at some point, he started doing exercise and his wife started getting concerned because he said he's never exercised <laughs> before. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, maybe he should be in there for longer if he's doing a bit of exercise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bear, bear with me for a moment. What I'm going to say has to do with this. Um, is there anything, is there any notable places around you? Um, I'd say specifically notorious, like, places around where you live notorious yeah like something that you would look at it and go you wouldn't want to be here during this event uh not really i don't know i'd say you're lucky guess do, do you know who charles manson is uh yes i do i live 30 miles away from where he died really yeah in fact um i mean i, I hope no one looks too into this but my mom delivered a package to the Manson family once. Really? What package? Yeah. Oh, she never opened it. She's not allowed to open it. She just delivers it. But once she found out that it was to the Manson family, she didn't actually know until she got back. That rattling. Oh, sorry. I'm just typing something. We get the... Yeah, okay. Um, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, the... um. The, the prison system that's near our house is infamous for that because it's been featured in songs it's been featured in a lot of stuff and now Charles Manson is um, I guess a permanent resident oh he's still he's still alive you sure? is he? I don't know like no, the he, way you were saying that 
Oh, I was permanent, like, permanent residence is um, it's a nice way of saying he died there. Oh, okay. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Uh, I know it's insane, and like, like I live, I live close to a bunch of um, a bunch of historical monuments like this. There's one where Colonel Allensworth um, stayed during the Civil War, and like, I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of boring. It's just a grass field. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure who that is to be honest. I don't know either. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean, Australia is pretty boring with that kind of stuff. Like, um, I mean, in a good way, like, that's actually a good thing, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because we don't really have serial killers here or cult leaders or anything like that. Because um, I'm not sure. Maybe they operate very silently and there are serial killers but no one's ever connected multiple deaths to the same person and whatnot but not that i know of i i i recently moved to melbourne and i think that's probably why i don't know much about the area i suppose or like any infamous places around here i've heard good things about melbourne um yeah it's beautiful oh nice is um what are the animals like in Australia? I just have to ask. Oh, um... So curious. They are... Cute, but... There is one... There are, like, birds that you should stay away from. I assume you're talking about magpies, I believe yeah. they're called. Yeah, magpies. They... Only one month a year. I think it's just before spring, during their mating season. They start swooping you and start... And, like, it's one thing for a bird to swoop you. Like, that's fine, because they're not actually trying to hit you. They're trying to scare you. But during the magpies, like, mating season, they'll actually, like, attack you. Like, actually, like, dig, like, start, you know, hitting you with their claws. And that's, like, a different kind of fear, I reckon. Yeah, I'm, birds, like, I love birds, uh, especially the ones out here that we got in California. It's, it's the season for a, a specific type of bird. I forget what it is, but when I was at work one day... There was one that laid a nest right next to a, a scale where I was supposed to park my truck at, and it was oh, defending no. its egg. Yeah, it had, it had its little wings out. I have a video on TikTok about it. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll give it a watch after this recording's done. Sweet. Yeah, no, um, I have a similar story, I guess. When I was probably like um, 11-ish, um, we have these other birds. They're called plovers, but plovers don't attack you. Uh, they'll just swoop you, like, no matter what. And they they swoop you at all times of the year. Like, I don't think it needs to be their mating season. They'll just swoop you if you come too close to their eggs. And where I live, I used to live near a golf course, and it was, like, pretty much a massive amount of plovers around this golf course because it's just open land for birds and animals to, you know, lay their eggs and whatnot. And me and my friend, we walked up to the golf course um, because I think our parents were probably having lunch there or something like that, or maybe my, you know, maybe my dad was having a beer at the pub, at the golf course, at the golf course bar or something. And then I was like, oh, I want to go home. It's kind of boring. So uh, we started walking back to my house, and we just couldn't leave. I think we got stuck like halfway because there were just so many plovers swooping us. <laughs> that does not sound pleasant. 
No, it was traumatic. <laughs> Do they hurt? Uh, plovers... I've never been attacked by one, but I remember when I was a little kid, my friend, uh, who, um, was like a big, like, animal person, like, he, he, like, used to, you know, pick up frogs and, like, you know, put them in his pocket and stuff like that, you know, big into animals. He once, like, tried to, like, I don't know, I guess high-five a plover that was swooping him, and then he showed me his hand, and in the palm of his hand, there was just this massive indent. And it was like pretty much like a really deep cut in his hand. Yeah, those could easily get infected, especially from an animal. Oh yeah, like, and this kid probably never washed his hands, so. I mean, to be fair, if he didn't die from it, he's probably got a boosted up immune system now. Oh yeah, he's probably the cure to COVID in his blood. That's incredible. We, we found the chosen <laughs> one right there. Yeah, yeah, we need to uh, protect him. I forgot his name. Uh, he left my school uh, quite early on, so I'm not sure what happened to him. Nice. So you mentioned you're in your mid-20s, right? Or about to be 25? Uh, sorry, before we start this, uh, can I just use the bathroom? Yeah, let me go ahead and pause. All right. There we go. What were we talking about again? <laughs> uh, you were saying something like... Um, You'll just turn 25. Oh, right. So you just turned, or you're about to turn 25, right? If I remember correctly? Yeah, in August. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. How does it feel? To be 25? Well, almost 25? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's like the center, you know? Yeah, right. Like, that's like, you know, if you're lucky, that's your quarter life crisis. Like, um, honestly, this past year has been without a doubt like the best year of my life to this to date um i'm happy to hear that yeah like thank you like um i was just thinking about it like so i met my first ever girlfriend this year mm -hmm. uh her name's emily by the way uh i met emily uh last year uh and we were doing long distance so we met like you know we started talking like midway through last year around that time and yeah that was awesome like because I've never had a girlfriend before so that's just one thing that pretty much just changed my perspective on like life and how wonderful things can be uh, I have I quit my job um, late 2020 so that you know that counts I guess um, so that was really nice I hated my job and I've been doing oh. pretty much TikTok for like I mean I, I don't make money from TikTok but I do it I do it like full-time like I dedicate a lot of my time to it which makes me like really happy um, I did a film degree last year just because I wanted to and yeah so coming into like the next 25 years like i think <laughs> i think i've peaked <laughs> to be honest <laughs> that's kind of awesome i didn't know you had a film degree a film degree wow i stammered there oh <laughs> uh, yeah um i've always been interested in film and um i think that's another reason why um i wanted to take tiktok a lot more seriously was because i knew like i had 
the skills to be better and do better because in film school my favorite subject was writing like yeah. and that's something i've been doing since i was a little kid has always been writing stories uh it's funny i've actually found like an old stash of comic books i used to make when i was a kid and um i was flicking through them and it actually says like in one of the comic books i completely forgot about this but i did like a little like mini biography on myself i guess and like one of the things like what i wanted to be when i was older was i wrote down director and i did not remember i said that like when i was little i thought oh yeah i probably wanted to be like a football player or something like that you know like i don't remember ever saying to myself i wanted to be a director when i was little and then I hated I was a chef and I hated it so I was like okay I'm just gonna focus on a year of just doing actually what I like to do which is movies and like making stuff and writing stuff so um yeah that's have, pretty um, much do you have any film ideas yet yeah I've got a I've got a lot <laughs> that I don't know how good they are but um yeah I can I'll uh, tell you one if you'd like Oh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, sure. So, uh, hopefully no one sucks me with this one. Um, I have the original script if anyone's planning to steal it. Uh, so you have the copyright on it. Make sure, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's just my idea. Do not take this idea from him. Do not take this idea, anyone listening at home. But <laughs> it's basically about uh, a world where because it's a zombie apocalypse movie but it's not really because there aren't that many zombies and the twist is the way that humans are able to control the zombie population is through eating them and essentially zombies in this future world are like cattle almost and oh. people uh, in Australia, I'm not sure if you know this, but in Australia, a big thing in Australia is meat pies. No, um, I never heard of a meat pie. Okay, it's basically just like a pie, but a pastry on top, and it's got just plain mint in the middle. Like, it's like shepherd's pie. Have you heard of shepherd's oh. pie? Oh, okay, yeah, we have that here. Yeah, so instead of the potato on top, you have just a puff pastry layer. That sounds really good, actually. Oh, someone's just honked their horn outside my house. So, um, yeah, so in this world, it's set in like a little meat pie shop and maybe you wouldn't be able to picture it. It's basically like a country town, a uh, little bakery, I guess. You'd, yeah, I guess, yeah, that would be pretty universal. I mean, I live in a country town, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. So it's basically set in that pie shop and basically it just follows um a man named peter who works for his father and he hates his job which is where i, I drew inspiration from myself because i hated being a chef and then here's someone uh who wants to do something else with his life but he doesn't know what and he's kind of tiptoeing around doing it and then he meets someone who actually kind of pushes him to doing something else and then yeah it's basically just be about that kind of stuff that's Sorry, uh, I wrote like a script for it and um, I'm going to make it, I want to make it into a short film, like that's one of my short term goals in the next couple of years is to make like a well produced short film. Yeah. 
That, that would that would be fun to do actually. Um, uh, you mentioned you wrote the script. I'm gonna be honest. I have two film ideas out right now, but I am terrible at writing scripts. Okay, what are they? Well, one of them is just titled Mr. Sandman. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the terrifying idea behind Mr. Sandman is it's a future where we we essentially have this super terrorist who's being controlled by a group of um an underground group called the um the end basically and their their main goal is just to wipe out all life on earth starting with this big city it's like new york but in the future so it's much 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 bigger okay that's but, cool yeah the terrifying presence behind mr sandman is he's massive but he could just disappear in a heartbeat and what's hard about this story is that i'm trying to look up like i'm trying to research like modern day military tech and i swear to god i've been researching it so much i've been on a list somewhere for sure <laughs> that's what i was thinking um yeah no that, that sounds like a cool uh, cool premise i like it it seems uh you could go a lot of places with it oh yeah my, my other one i've actually written down as a book uh the first part's already out on amazon okay um, cool i mean it, it's a decent it's like a short read but the more I look into it, the more I think this has to be a film. This sucks as a book, honestly. What's like, it I about? It's a. Uh, it's called the Tale of Gabriel. It's a three-parter, like a three-part thing. It would be like three movies, and the last one would be absolutely tragic. Like, I even have the sound score for it because my thing is music. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and Warner Brothers has. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they have musicians that they hire just to write music. That's just like. They'll put it in any movie, but their their whole job is write songs that portray an emotion. Like, okay, yeah. we need a happy scene. So, you know, uh, major keys, pianos, maybe a bit of a, a high flute. But this last song is all minor keys, and it's just violins and a lot of them. Like, the ending scene, like, I don't want to spoil it. I know it's there's probably a chance it won't be made, but... Yeah, don't spoil man. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, the sounds... last, uh, it's oh man, it's so hard to it's so hard to explain. I guess I could explain the first book. Basically, Gabriel is imagine Victorian era, like England. Yeah. Uh, you got this young man who's uh, just turned eighteen, and he wants to go out and make his own fortune because his father and mother are very rich. But at the same time, he he thinks I want to go out and help people. Like I'm I'm tired of being in this big house. And the first book. He starts by going to the small town called Opidum, which in German is a little village. And he he bites off way more than he could chew in the first book. In fact, one of the main premises, because, well, I, I should probably specify, I have a medical degree. So okay. I, learned, I learned a thing or two about PTSD and its effects. So I've incorporating that in the books as well. Right, but, that's cool. Yeah, yeah uh, but as it progresses... Um, it just it just becomes like easier for him to do but at the same time he's more desensitized to the violence of the world because he's been sheltered his entire life and now he's out in the front line well okay yeah yeah it's it think of sherlock holmes but with more cursing and violence no that's cool that sounds cool man i yeah. like that you yeah, can I use think, that idea <laughs> i think uh i like movies that um don't always end happy i guess 
because that's more real you know that's that's the final book to a t honestly like yeah there's just like, like tears everywhere yeah like life isn't always going to be ups and i think um when you uh read something or see a movie that kind of ends on a somber note or ends on a really bad note it kind of makes you realize how good the journey was and how the journey uh you should appreciate the journey more i guess yeah <clears throat> yeah my voice just broke holy shit <laughs> 25 my voice still breaks <laughs> hey I, I get it all the time like whenever i try to hit like a high-pitched note whenever um like so like in my videos like that is pretty much how i am in real life in terms of like randomness yeah so sometimes i'll just start like singing like a random phrase or like just saying something in like a different tone of voice for no reason and then i'll like make my voice crack because um usually it's not very high pitched so i'd never be i never usually hit like a high note yeah i've tried to sing high notes myself and i found out the hard way that you can actually like like your voice is a muscle so you can actually yeah. strain it and eventually it just stays low like by force oh yeah well one of my uh, favorite bands growing up um was called uh pendulum have you ever heard of them before i think i've heard some of their songs yeah they made a song called maybe witchcraft or crush or uh watercolor uh it's not important but one of my favorite bands growing up and they basically changed from um a drum and bass band which was and like incorporating like lots of heavy synths and they like did it in like a live performance so there were like vocals on the track that they'd perform live it was basically like a um if do you know the prodigy yeah yeah it'd basically be like if the prodigy i know he um liam howlett did perform live but it would basically be like that except more of like a, it'd be more of like a traditional song in the way that there would be like verse one chorus verse one verse two chorus kind of thing and they became knife party which i'm not sure if you've heard of them they heard, are like a dubstep band oh okay yeah yeah so they they just ch completely changed what they were about the two main people from pendulum and the reason was because the lead singer his name's rob swire he completely fucked his vocal cords up he fried them i think it's called yeah he fried them because i'm sure he was like traditionally trained as a singer but maybe he wasn't ever like intending to perform like you know week after week day after day on tour because he's primarily like a whiz at producing like he's a he's like you know a great producer so pr production is more of his thing not live performance which is actually yeah. very hard <laughs> right yeah like he's he's yeah he's a talented dude he's probably one of my inspirations growing up in terms of like wow like he's just a dude that is just very good at stuff <laughs> and it's kind of inspiring in the way that like yeah if you just love something and you just do it enough then you'll get really good at something and hopefully make it a job which will be like a dream there was um there was a saying that my old music teacher said where you, you need five minutes to pick up something 
and you need a thousand hours to master it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've tried to pick up uh, countless instruments my whole life, and I've just never had the patience. It's just not my thing. You ever tried synthesizers? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Got to be the easiest instrument I've ever played. I made really? A, I, yeah, I made an EP where I just used one synthesizer and some beats in the background. It's on my Bandcamp because TuneCore actually rejected my album. So. TuneCore. Uh, to get your music on Spotify, you got to go through them, and they basically told me, "Yeah, fuck off." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> sorry." Wow. I know. No, I'm, I'm trying to move like FL Studios and stuff like that before, but. Like, one of my friends in high school, his name's Freddie, he was, like, a whiz, you know? He would just, in, even in class sometimes, he'd be on his laptop just making music on FL Studios. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, the pirated version of it as well. So it was even more dodgy. But, you know, he loved it so much that he didn't care and he was really good at it. I, I bought the official version of FL Studio, the producer, uh, producer one. Yeah cost me $300 and I'm starting to regret not pirating it honestly it's just, just pirated this is the first time I'll ever say that for anything <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I mean there's I'm sure there's better products out there anyway but FL Studio seems to be the one for some reason that everyone kind of starts on or... I started on Bandcamp which it just came free with my Mac so that's probably why oh yeah like uh, GarageBand or something like that yeah Damn, I said Bandcamp, didn't I? I'm at Garage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. That is what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, do you know the artist Joji? Oh, yeah. He, he used to be Filthy Frank. Yeah, I, I miss the old Filthy Frank days, honestly. So do I. Um, he only he to this day uses GarageBand. Wow, really? Yeah, he makes those number one hits with GarageBand, which is pretty crazy to think. And they, I mean, I think it kind of helps to have connections too, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, I'm not sure if you heard his Chloe Burbank EP that he made a while back. It was a while back. I definitely heard it. Oh, okay. Well, that was, like, the first time he ever released, like, kind of serious music. Like, not meme stuff. Yeah, I remember when he, um... I still remember when he was Pink Guy doing the whole, um, Pink Omega. Yeah, and... yeah, that was classic, yeah. And then when he switched to um, to the serious songs, you know, give me reasons we should be complete, you know, that, yeah. that caught everyone off guard. And, but at the same time, it kind of let everyone know that this is the end of an era. It's the beginning of a new one. Yeah, like he's another example of someone who's extremely talented, multi-talented, another one of my inspirations, just a super talented person that can pretty much do anything he sets his mind to because he's just that motivated and loves it so much. Did you ever hear why he stopped doing the pink guy thing? Oh, because his voice was getting fried, right? Well, that was one reason, but I looked into it more just because I was really curious because I was a massive fan of, you know, um, iDubs, Filthy Frank, Max Mofo. I was a big fan of all of them. In fact, I yeah. grew up with But when I learned more about Filthy Frank's medical problems, I had no idea because it was never the forefront of his oh, character. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about now, yeah. Yeah, the, the seizures, that picture yeah. of him with all the stuff in his head. I felt bad for him because my mom actually used to deal with seizures. Oh, yeah. I I personally uh, 
have dealt with sieges before as well. Yeah, um, did you want to, did you want to talk about that? Oh, I, I, I don't really hide it. Like, I used to smoke a lot of weed back in the day. Um, I'm not sure if you could tell from my videos, but yeah, I used to get seizures as well. So I know exactly what he, well, maybe not exactly, because I probably had like one or two a year, whereas it seemed like his was more like a constant thing or a consistent thing. Not to mention the stress of um, the earlier videos when he would go out in public and embarrass himself you, like in public. The yeah. Hamburger, you know that thing? Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, it was stress-related, right? Yeah, stress-related um, seizures. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like you don't want to see someone who brings the world so much joy dealing with something like that on his in his personal life. And he tried to keep it a secret as well, which is, you know, fair enough. Every time I hear something like that, I'm reminded of Pagliaccio. You know the, the play? Uh, no, never heard of it. Oh, you, you gotta look into it, man. It's it's glorious. Like, I recommend it for anyone who's um, wanting to be a comedian. Um, like, it's a very old play, but it's very relevant to anyone who wants to be funny online or like funny in general. What's because it I want Pugliaccio. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, the beautiful part about it is one of the most famous songs. Um, when he's singing, it's in it's in Italian, I believe. When he's singing, he wants to be serious, but because he's a clown, they see a ridiculous clown put on your makeup and just entertain us. But he's trying to be serious, and at that point, he's just breaking down, crying in the song. It's beautiful. Oh, I think I might have seen like a scene from that because that's a very famous scene, isn't it? Like the crying clown. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Uh, I was I was obsessed with the whole with uh, Pagliacci and um, Piero the clown. Like that, that visionary where he's he's funny, he can entertain, but at the same time, he's got problems in the back that nobody knows about. Yeah, it's like Krusty the Clown. Exactly. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, I love The Simpsons. <laughs> oh yeah, don't yeah. Like you, could, I could talk about The Simpsons for days. To be honest, I used to watch that thing every single weekend. There was like a channel that I had that literally only showed Simpsons for like eight hours straight and every single Saturday, Sunday, I'd just sit on the couch. Even like episodes I literally watched like a couple days ago or last week, I'd just watch it again because I loved it so much. Yeah, uh, when I first got Disney Plus, um, all I would watch was The Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. My roommate um, at the last place I was in got Disney Plus and Every night we just watched The Simpsons. It was great. Uh, I, I love The Simpsons. I only had Disney Plus because it was free with a phone plan that I got. Um, yeah. They were always encouraging me. Hey, why don't you watch this movie or that? It's like I don't, I don't fuck with Disney. I just want to watch my Simpsons. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how much variety there is on Disney Plus, considering it's called Disney Plus. But. You know, they've got, like, Malcolm in the Middle on there, and that's another show from my childhood that I absolutely loved, and I um, want to watch it again soon. I've finished the entire series, like, five or six times. In fact, it's like a tradition to just play it in the background whenever we're cooking or anything in the house. Oh, Malcolm in the Middle or Simpsons? Uh, Malcolm in the Middle, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We all love the show. Even my parents love the show. It's great. It's just actually like a real family. <laughs> like, it's crazy how 
they don't try to make like the perfect like sitcom family where everyone gets along at the end of the episode yeah like the um there was there was a president that mentioned some some family damn damn i'm trying to i'm stammering on quotes right now my bad kind of tired no you're you're fine you're fine (laughs) time is there now damn it's 6 30 okay well hang on let me let me stretch real quick yep okay uh, did you want to keep recording or? Oh, I'm I'm fine when you you're finished. Okay. Um. I mean that's 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 gonna do it for the end of this episode. But before we go, first off, thank you so much for showing up. You know, thank you so much for being on. Oh no, don't worry, uh, Marcos. Anytime. All right. Uh, do you have anything to add? Um, I hope everyone's well and everyone's doing good. Uh, if you would like. To watch my videos that'd be awesome uh it's just scratching butt on tiktok or on instagram but um yeah it's cool if you don't want to that's fine but yeah it'd be nice to see some people from uh the meat wheat podcast come say hi it's probably like three of them honestly <laughs> yeah all three of you i'll expect to see you guys soon <laughs> hell yeah all right man thank you so much for being on no worries no worries it was nice chatting to you